morning, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. And let me just mention how special of an episode tonight is. And it is uh, New Year's Eve, friends, of 2023, but going into 24. And so it's very exciting to take this next step with you guys tonight. And I hope this sets the intention and the tone for a wonderful year of healing, of self-love, and self-acceptance with no conditions. And that's what I'm setting the intention tonight for. So I hope you hang in there with me. Tonight is also a special night because we are going to address one of the emails I received from one of our listeners, uh, and we're going to call her Michelle. Michelle has a very awesome story that almost everybody can relate to. So to some extent, the heartbreak and the past and how to move on into a relationship without spilling the baggage into that relationship. And uh, Michelle kind of sent me a couple of emails and she really talked about how she grieved her divorce that she had. And she's experienced past trauma in the marriage and moving on from that marriage and into dating again, she meets a person that she handled with difficulty at beginning. Uh, luckily for her and luckily for this potential partner, this new person, he is, seems to be very patient and wants to work with her on this and knows that she is emotionally not available. Now, the good news is that Michelle also perceives herself as being not emotionally available to be in a relationship, but she would like to become emotionally available as this new potential partner is a much healthier match, a person that is able to communicate and be transparent with her. And he himself appears to be emotionally available, but he knows that she is not uh, ready emotionally for a relationship. Now, there are some details in here, which includes that, um, uh, you know, the, the relationship with this new potential partner started off in more of a physical, sexual way. However, there was always a connection there is from for kind of what, what I'm understanding from the email from Michelle is that it's always been there. It's kind of in the background uh, between them, but emotionally it has those obstacles that Michelle mentions, she would like to be what she calls psychologically safe for him, which I think is very responsible on Michelle's part. I think that's a sign of healing and it's to be respected that Michelle does not want to bring in a trail of suffering that, you know, came with her from her past into this new relationship. Now, even if this new person does not work out. I suspect that Michelle does not want to bring in uh, any um, suffering that uh, is not really part of this new relationship. We just don't want that on our conscience. 
one can understand and relate to that. And so we want to help Michelle today to answer a question that she sent through her email. And I'm going to go ahead and read that part to you guys. She said, how will I know when I am ready to offer psychological safety as he offers to me? I truly never expected to meet someone as compatible as him, and I am doing what I can to approach this with more authenticity and vulnerability than I have ever approached anything before. Wonderful. Wonderful, Michelle. I think this is a great question. And when I asked Michelle about what she means by psychological safety, basically, again, she wants to be sure that she is emotionally available. I think that's what she really means is that she wants to be emotionally available to this new person who is emotionally available to her, right? He's emotionally able to give more transparency, availability, communicate more openly, wonderful things, wonderful things to build connection and intimacy. However, it sounds like she is still responding based on past trauma and emotional baggage that comes from a traumatic relationship. So we're going to answer that tonight. How how will we know when we are ready to be emotionally available? Well, first I want to start by saying that we all come with baggage. There's nobody that's going to be exempt from that. We have lessons in love that we have to learn, all of us do. How we give love and how we receive love is something that's a constant theme with all of us humans. And so as we learn to love and it is chaos and it is off balance, those are the times we go in and we take responsibility in examining how we are a match to that chaotic relationship. Now, this is all about just some very raw self-honesty. Self-honesty is going to really help us heal here and take responsibility in identifying how we are a match to the past. Now, how am I a match to abuse in general, right? So think about abuse being verbal abuse or physical abuse. This is a difficult one to answer for ourselves. We got to take a look at how we were a match to that at one point. And I have experienced myself some physically abusive relationships and not only emotionally, but physically. To understand that about myself, I have to kind of take a look at the parts of me that I may have not admitted uh, are responsible for attracting and keeping this individual, right? Now, I'm not necessarily fully responsible for the person coming up to me and saying that they want to be with me. I am, however, responsible for the part that opens the door and allows them to come right into the house, right? So I'm responsible for that part. And when it comes to um, tolerating psychological abuse and emotional abuse, we sometimes, if we grow up in extremes, we can tolerate a little bit more than other people. So we learn to hide ourselves early on with abusive or extremely reactive families. We learn to hide our own emotions 
and internalize them. We create a world on the inside where I sometimes can justify the abuse. I can normalize it. I've had years in the making where I have normalized extremes. I have normalized chaos and abuse. Now, this is a method of survival. And so when we grow up out of this type of childhood where we've learned to avoid conflict, to perhaps avoid standing up for ourselves, defending ourselves, and we've learned to survive by justifying other people and their behaviors, other people that we love and their behaviors, then when we meet a potential partner early on, we might attract them from that place where I've had all these habits in attaching to someone where abuse is possible in my world. It's tolerable. Not only that, I won't even notice it. And so we choose partners that either initially are abusive or we gradually get there. We gradually get to a place where we partner with someone where I can excuse their behavior. I learn already uh, to fall into the familiar and tolerating really abusive, either uh, the verbal abuse or uh, abusive behaviors. I mean, it's just, it becomes familiar to me if I've already experienced violence before or abuse before, whether it's emotional or physical. And so I'm going to attach to this person based off of that. So I got to take a look at what habits do I have that have formed to make me attach to a person who can verbally abuse me and physically abuse me and that I can tolerate, right? Like, what is it about me that tolerates that? That's where I got to become honest with myself about. Now, early on, we don't really know that. We don't really know that it takes years in the making. We just think we meet this person and we fall in love and it's all new, but it really isn't new. The way I attach to someone and how I love someone isn't really new. It is actually a learned behavior, a learned way to attach. So a lot of times we don't know that when we meet our potential partners early on. So we're going to fall into those situations where uh, our habits now start to show up in the way we decide how to pick a partner and how to choose them and what we're a match to. Like I said before, these habits are our way of surviving early on in our childhood, which includes avoidance, loving someone under extreme circumstances, uh, internalizing our emotions, not prioritizing them, um, justifying other people's behaviors. That's really how we learn to attach and love. And so these habits that we have will show up in our relationships because they put us in this familiar vibe where I know how to survive, right? So I survive. I really survive in those relationships. That's what it looks like. It's not about thriving or building because I really don't have experience in that. There's no familiarity in that. This requires going into the unknown and I'm not there yet. I'm just functioning off of survival or the skills or habits that have served me a long time ago to survive my environment. I still use those same habits. They're still there. And so when we get into a really terribly chaotic relationship, off-balance relationship, it's like 
basically count on those habits showing up that need to be reassessed, taken accountability for, and realigned, made into more healthy habits. We have to do this work on purpose. All of us do. Even if you have not grown up in really extreme circumstances, you still have to look at your past and see what which habits do you have in attachments that may be not working for you today? Uh, they may have been useful back then, but not useful for you today in love and in partnership. And so to get to emotional stability and emotional availability, right? We have to take accountability for those habits. So in answering Michelle's question, how will I know if I'm psychologically safe to be in a relationship? Well, in taking accountability, kind of sifting through the work, because even in therapy, I'll have, I'll make people sift through the work of, uh, identifying the habits that they have in attachments, those toxic habits, right? So why do I tolerate abuse? What makes me tolerate abuse? What about me? What characteristics about me make me tolerate abuse? Now, again, they all act as survival mechanisms that you may have used in the past. You don't need today. Those mechanisms could include, uh, you know, sometimes I don't make a boundary. This is one of the most important ones. Uh, I don't make a boundary with my partner because I'm afraid that they'll leave. I am afraid to tell my partner what I need and what I want because I'm afraid to be an inconvenience to them. So just from those two examples, I am going to be a match to a person who uh, may use this fear about me. They may know that I feel like I'm an inconvenience, so I don't ask for my wants and needs and I don't prioritize them. Neither will they. <laughs> and so I'll pick somebody who doesn't prioritize them either because they put me in a comfortable place. Same thing with my boundary making. If I don't enforce, it's not even just say my boundaries, but I don't enforce them. That's more important to me. I don't really need to talk about my boundaries. I just need to do them. So... If I don't enforce my boundaries, the continuous message I keep giving that person is to keep crossing that line. Like I, there is no consequence if they keep crossing this line over and over again. There's nothing that's learned. So there's nothing that they have to work towards or respect. So in me not making sure that I enforce those boundaries, whatever they are, the consequences for crossing them, then unfortunately the message I send and the kind of person I keep attracting is a person that uh, keeps crossing my boundary and I just don't do anything about it. And I, I might tell them, but I don't actually enforce it, right? There's a big difference because I can tell person my boundaries, but I, if I do nothing about it, then you're sending a clear message and what, what it is that you prioritize. So we want to make sure that in this new relationship, if you're wanting to be more ready to be psychologically safe, quote unquote, uh, or more emotionally available, you're going to have, and be more authentic. I think that's what Michelle said she wanted. She wanted to be more authentic and more vulnerable. Then we're going to have to put ourselves out there. 
Do the hard work. And I mean, it is hard. It is hard to tell a person what we want, what we need. Even if I'm afraid, I'm going to still want to practice, for example, to tell a person what I want and what I need from them. Things that I, I, I prefer. Uh, all this I need to disclose even with the fear that they might not like it and they might leave. That's what I'm talking about. We need to start taking those risks to show them authentically what we, what, who we are, who we are and allow this person to see us as we are and love us the way we are. Not the version of us that's hidden that we've learned to internalize so that we can keep that away from them. And because there's, I don't want, I don't want to bother them with my wants and needs. I don't want to bother them with my boundaries. I don't want them to leave me because I'm afraid of abandonment. So I will go ahead and withhold this information. I'll complain about it. Um, I'll even tolerate abuse, but I will not enforce any boundaries and I will not walk out if I need to walk out, if it gets, um, abusive or I will not, and I'll, or I'll just justify their behavior instead. Uh, all of that happens because we are afraid. It's, it's down to fear, the fear of abandonment. So once we confront the fear of abandonment, more importantly, and do actually do act on it, right? Act on confronting that fear. So I allow my partner to see me as I am. I enforce important boundaries for me. I tell them my wants and needs. I prioritize the things I want to do, not just always prioritize their emotions, their wants and needs, but prioritize the things I want, the things I'm, I prefer. Really take the time to engage with a more authentic demonstration of who I am right in front of them, like all of it, all of it. So if they ask me, what, what movie do you want to go see? I'll actually give them the movie. Usually I, I, if I don't, uh, if I don't really disclose my wants and needs, I usually will tell them, well, what do you want to see? You pick the place, you pick the movie, you pick the, the restaurant, and I'll just let them make all the decisions because I am so afraid of being judged for my own thoughts and wants and needs. I don't risk that. And now, if I want to become more authentic, more emotionally stable, better, more healthy partner, I want to now risk those things. Show this person, you know what? Uh, yeah, this is the restaurant I do prefer. This is the movie I prefer to see. If I see them respond in a way that goes against a boundary that I have, I will go ahead and enforce a consequence for that, whatever that may be. And usually I don't really talk too much about <laughs> boundaries. Look, if they crossed a boundary, it's basically, I don't know what the, what's the point of talking about it. They, they probably, um, showed you something about themselves and we just need to keep it as it is. And you decide what you want to do with that information. So if it's a serious boundary, like verbal abuse, uh, I would definitely talk to them about being kinder to me. If it's crossed over that, it's, 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 really knowing that it's a bigger problem that I can solve. And maybe I have to step back at that point. At this point, I'm just not going to make any excuses for that person. Oh, they had a rough life. They, uh, they had a, you know, bad relationships, whatever the case is, it, it doesn't really matter. This does not, uh, entitle anybody to hurt or harm or abuse another one in any form. So to go back to answering Michelle's original question of how do I know when I'm psychologically safe? Well, it is not a destination, friend. We are going to know 
and to have to trust that we are doing the work right now. Right now, are we facing our fears that we've had before based on our past? Um, are we showing this person, this new potential partner, who we really are authentically? Not who I'm afraid to show them because I'm afraid they'd reject it. I want to show them who I am. Am I really doing that? And I could st- start doing it right now, right now. Talk about really difficult things without completely throwing the whole relationship out. We are going to be working on ourselves for a lifetime. There is no perfection, Michelle. Truly, there is no person that is supposed to be perfect. So you are worthy and deserving of love even when you're not perfect. I'm worthy and deserving of love even when I know I'm not perfect. And you don't need to be perfect to be lovable. So when you ask that question, it's really, the problem is in the question that you're asking, you know, um, when will I know? The truth is you just face your fears and you take accountability and responsibility for your own past characteristics that, or habits that you formed as a form of survival. And if they don't work today, then I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do something that's healthier as a response than what I used to do. I'm going to start to become more authentic in what I'm conveying to my partner. I'm going to start taking those risks, which I know are scary, but that fear should propel us forward instead of pulling us back and making us hide. It needs to push us forward. Again, we don't have to be uh, perfect to be lovable. We are going to uh, gradually work on becoming more authentic and letting the person love us for who we are. And if they have something that in us that they do not um, find compatible with them, I want to see that today. I don't want to hide from that. I don't want to justify it. I don't want to, I don't want to hide myself so I can keep that person from not seeing that part of me. I want to see if they reject something because that's not the person for me. If they reject me, if they reject my preferences, my boundaries, I want to see all of that today. I'm not afraid of it. I am not afraid of it today. I want to see all of that. Michelle, you deserve to see all of that because you're going to sift through these next partners and see, okay, if the person does not respect my boundaries, does not respect my mind, does not respect my wants and needs, is not a protector, is not a uh, a provider, is not a safe place to be, is not emotionally available, uh, whatever you want this person to be, if they're not that, it doesn't have to come in the package that's in front of you. You still maintain your standards. You kind of scoot them aside, but you just keep taking those risks and taking those risks until you've conquered every fear that you have, whether it's a fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of being judged, um, fear of being seen, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're afraid of, start facing those fears in your current relationship with that person. If you want to work out with this person, then you tell them, I want to, I want to be exclusive. I want to have a relationship and be precise. And sometimes we're afraid to be precise and say our wants and needs because we're so afraid that we'll, it'll be too much for the other person and that I might be rejected. But if I keep myself at a very flimsy, vague 
definition with that person, then I don't have to have them commit to anything. And that sometimes is less scary for me. So no, I mean, I think, I think that if you want, uh, whatever that fear is, I need you to face it. Whatever that fear, fear is for you, Michelle, you know what it is on the inside and you need to face that. So this way, you're working on it. You take accountability for, for it. And that person gets to see who you really are and to love you for who you really are. And that's a wonderful feeling to have for someone to love you for who you are. That would include your boundaries, your wants and needs, you know, whatever it is that you find quirky about you or rejectable about you. It's showing them all of that and seeing seeing their reaction to it. We want to meet the person who says, I love all of it. I love all of it. That's, that's who we're looking for. So don't be afraid of the ones that say, I'm not interested in that. All they're doing is just, uh, they're kind of holding space for a little bit and then you scoot them aside and you go for the next person until you find someone who sees all of you as you are and that you're able to show, because that's all you're really working on is showing yourself as you are and allowing other people to see it and accepting yourself in it, whatever that it may be, accepting yourself in it. And if you want to change it, then you change it. So I am not my toxic past. I'm not my bad communication. I'm not my unhealthy uh, attachment style. I am not those things. However, uh, I do have those things in me. So I must make sure that my responses are healthier because of those specific things that I have memories of in the past right? That's what we got to make sure of. That's how we take accountability today. But we don't have to wait for that. We start it today and we talk to the person. If if we want to have a relationship with that person, then we have those very difficult conversations with them. And we, if we've made, um, if we sent mixed messages in the past, maybe we need to get honest about what kind of message we want to send today intentionally and work towards defining that message and being a match to the message. I want to send this new partner, whether I want to be emotionally available, then I'm going to have to act and do what emotionally available people act and do. Uh, and, and intuitively we can all answer that. And if you want more help with that, you can actually scroll down in a lot of, uh, my episodes and you can find things about relationships and, and perhaps I want to do something just basically on emotional availability, but I think I have done something maybe uh, intertwined in a lot of those topics I have, but just scroll down there, Michelle, and see if there's any topics that kind of resemble that. You'll find them in there. Yeah. I have 150 something episodes, so I think you'll find something. (laughs) If not a little bit more, maybe make sure that you just start accepting that you are lovable without being perfect and that you are allowed to want what you want. The other person does not have to want it, but it doesn't mean that you don't want it. And it doesn't mean that you're afraid to show it. It just means that if the person doesn't want it, then it's okay. We're not compatible. And that's okay. That's okay. Because one day you will meet the person that's compatible with you. But it's about practicing self-honesty and about facing your fears and facing your fears, whatever is fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, fear of being judged, fear of not being loved, anything, anything, uh, facing those fears inside me that make me behave in certain ways that are not healthy in relationships. Those are the ones that are going to get us nice and prepared for a healthy match. 
So for Michelle, you start today to become the person you would like to become, the healthy version of you. But in identifying primarily what are those characteristics that hold you back because of your past and making sure that you don't respond on those characteristics today, whatever they may be, whether it's the, like I only gave a couple of examples, but there are more. For example, um, if I am not able to communicate more openly, if I withhold difficult conversations because I'm so afraid of being judged, I'm going to start having those difficult conversations in a very healthy way. And I practice what healthy looks like. I got to practice it, friends. There's no handbook on this. You're just going to feel this intuitively because that's what you're training that, that healthy muscle within you of thinking, how do I do this in a healthy way? And you keep pushing yourself to do it. Even if your brain says, I don't know what healthy is. It's like, it'll figure it out. If you push hard enough, you got to push hard enough. What is healthy in session? I really make people kind of (laughs) exercise that muscle of what they think might be a healthy response. And they at first resist and they're like, I don't really know. But then after working out a little bit and they, and they kind of push a little bit further, they usually find a healthier response, whatever that may be. So you got to practice that in your mind habitually over and over again, because your current habits may not be healthy and may not go to that place. So you have to push your brain or your mind to go to a place it doesn't usually go habitually. That's just normal. Uh, let's work in addressing those things and you could start being psychologically safe or emotionally available, emotionally stable, emotionally safe individual in a relationship starting today, starting right now. You can be all that. Uh, Just face those fears and be honest with yourself and really practice, practice, practice healthy responses Uh, and and get to to reading, continue listening to uh, podcasts, uh, watching YouTube channels that uh, help you with those areas that you would like to work on, whether it's healthy communication, uh, self-love, increasing self-compassion, whatever it is that your interests are in, in developing or the areas that you would like to develop, those are the ones that you're just going to keep studying on until you just practice and study, study and practice and study and practice, practice some more. You might get it right. Sometimes you may not get it right sometimes, but you just keep on practicing until you become the version of healthy that you would like to become. So there is no destination to get to. It's like healthy starts now. When I start to, to respond in a healthy way, I push myself to do the healthy thing that that moment is asking me to be. So Michelle, on this new year, I hope that you face the fears that you need to face and the habits and responses that come from those fears and to try something new today. That's what we want to do. That's what I wish for you, Michelle, on this wonderful new year. You don't have to be perfect to be lovable. You are deserving of it right now. Anybody who's listening, you are deserving of love, respect, attention right now. You are deserving of it. So please uh, make sure that you don't have to wait till you become healthy. Your healthy is in what you decide to do right now. You decide to do it. So I hope that helps, Michelle. I'm counting on uh, your intuition and your inner compass or gauge to help you get there. You are not on the inside alone. You have you and your consciousness. And if you 
want answers and you want help on the inside, you have everything you need to help you as a self-healing mechanism. You are it. You are it. And you are to be trusted to take yourself to the healthy place you've always wanted to be by practicing self-honesty and facing fears and what they make us do. (laughs) So this way we don't bring them into the new relationship. Your healthy is right now. You don't got to wait for it. So I hope this helps you, uh, Michelle, and really starts you off in a more positive outlook, in a more hopeful outlook. Uh, and as well as for anybody who's listening, you don't got to be perfect to be lovable. You are lovable just the way you are. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love and light and the understanding that you are everything you've ever wanted and everything that you've been looking for. Happy New Year, everyone. This has been an episode of Drive Through.